things you might have noticed um, in the interviews is that in general, we're not terribly interested in the content of what you're talking about. Um, we're all very interested in how you're meeting what's happening, how you're holding or, or how your awareness is holding what's happening in your practice. Just the other day I was talking to someone who was going on about their life and what was going on, and, and um, I said, did you notice that you're aware of all this? That you've noticed all of this? That's the practice. That's, that's, what's, that's what's developing. That's what's supporting you, is that you're present. Your presence to what's happening is what's growing. And, um, and I think that happens often, that we are so identified with what's happening and what's going on in our lives and our practices. This is happening and that is happening. And it's not so much about the content. It's not so much about the story. We tend to imagine that that is who we are, that we are the story, that, well, we all do have a story, and they're ever so real, ever so real. And yet our essential nature, who we really are, has more to do with the awareness, with the... uh, the kind of quality of our, has more to do with our um, knowing, our knowing of what's happening, of the passing show. And so we're cultivating this practice of, of awareness, of spacious, inclusive awareness in which there's not so much judgment and there's not so much expectation about what's going to happen, about what's happening, about what might happen, about what did happen yesterday. But the awareness of all that is, is what's going to be growing through this retreat and through our practice as it unfolds. And so because this is more about, this is more who we are, this awareness, this, this uh, sense of knowing, it develops naturally. It comes naturally. It's not as if we're learning something that's a new technique <laughs> or it's something we have to find out about from outside of ourselves. It's more about something that lives in us that has gotten a little bit, lost. And so we all have naturally these glimpses, these moments of remembering, of recognizing that possibility, or we could say of coming home, these moments of coming home, of just resting in being, in just being. And then we forget. And so the practice becomes this process of forgetting and remembering. Of forgetting and remembering. And I like to think of that as one movement. Forgetting and remembering. As soon as we notice that we've forgotten, we're back. We're already back. There doesn't need to be a pause for judgment or for analyzing why we went away. It's just forget and remember and just be where we are again. So it becomes a kind of an art form, this remembering process, this process of forgetting and remembering. And then it becomes more and more of, from more, more and more familiar. Sometimes when 
we are in retreat, we, will, we forget that this is what we actually came to do. And a moment will go by where we've remembered, we've been remembering something, and, and yet there's not even a pause to acknowledge that or to say, oh, I'm remembering. Let me just remember. Let me just be. Let me just rest in this moment. It's like a recognition of, of what we've been longing for, to just allow it to be there for even a moment. Begin, it allows it to begin to become more familiar. And eventually we're beginning to live there more and more, to rest there more often. So tonight I'd like to continue with the practice of awareness in the body, which Wes began to invite us to this morning. And I'd like to begin with a little bit of meditation, a little bit of practice together. So just make yourself comfortable. This is only for a few minutes, a little bit of guidance to invite the awareness in the body as a refuge beginning to cultivate this body as a refuge, just as we cultivate awareness in the breath. The breath becomes a kind of refuge. The whole body and the awareness of the body as a field of aliveness, a field of changing sensation can become a refuge. And so you may begin by just dropping again into the earth with the exhale, letting go. Maybe with the next breath, we can all just allow that kind of release. Ah. Dropping. And again, with the next breath, when the exhale happens naturally, Just allowing that letting go, the great sound of letting go. Ah. Coming to rest a little more on the earth, feeling the safety of that. the support of the earth. And just checking down through your body to see if there's any place where there's extra holding that you could just with awareness, just let go. Dropping down, down a little more into being held by the earth. Just as we could go our whole lives without practicing awareness of the breath, we could also go a long time without noticing the earth holding us, inviting us to relax. Just noticing that. Very ordinary and also very precious 
that the earth is actually holding us up. We don't actually have to hold ourselves up as much as we do. And so I invite you now to bring your attention into this area we call our shoulders. It's actually a field of sensations. So dropping below the label or the name of this particular part of the body and beginning to notice the sensations here, the feelings. Solidity. Perhaps some warmth. Maybe some feeling of spaciousness or kind of an empty place, a numbness. Maybe there's no feeling of sensation, just sense of space or maybe there's vibration. These are elemental feelings, the way the body communicates directly. Below the level of the concept of body, the idea of shoulders, we can have a direct experience of life. So the body can become a doorway to resting in aliveness, in the direct experience of our own aliveness, in whatever way the body communicates. We're not actually looking for any particular experience. We're opening to the actual experience, the actual sensation, whatever is right here. And noticing how it's changing. Maybe the sensations of the shoulders are are changing. Maybe the awareness is moving down the arms or something else is happening. Just staying open. And now just to invite a little more um, investigation, experiment, a little experiment, I invite you to very slowly and always, as with all movement that we do, moving in a way that feels appropriate for your particular body so that there's maybe a stretch but not in any way a strain. I invite you to allow the shoulders to move slowly up a little bit towards the ears, feeling the changing sensations. Waking up, opening up in the shoulders, maybe letting that movement now stretch back a little bit towards the upper back, letting the upper back come into the movement. Maybe to continue around, so this is kind of a circular movement of the shoulders. Ah, continuing to breathe. It's okay if you want to make any sounds. As we open up, hmm. begin to make this movement your own movement. Everybody's eyes are closing, so, so you can feel free to explore a little bit. Just a little bit of movement. Opening up, inviting a new 
sensations. See what your body's asking for. (coughs) When you feel complete with that movement, just coming back to stillness. And now stay again, staying with the changing sensations. Noticing there may be vibration, pulsation, there may be warmth. The sensations may become gradually more subtle. Can your awareness also become more subtle, staying with the changes, the changing signs of life? Resting in awareness, resting right here. And the sensations may move. You might notice sensations in the arms or hands, vibration, or something completely different. Again, nothing special that we're looking for. But we're looking for how could we become a little more continuously present in awareness. And how could the body The awareness in the body support that, that continuity of presence. And so as we come to the end, I want to invite you to find your hands and just notice what are the sensations in the hands. Maybe some vibration, maybe some heaviness, maybe pulsing, maybe just a sense of space. Maybe there's just the warmth where the hands are touching your knees or your hands are resting together. Just any part of the hands, maybe just the little finger is in awareness. So as we continue... Allow the hands to become a kind of refuge, a way of continuing to be a little bit present in your body as we continue tonight. And from time to time, I may just ask you to come home to your hands. Maybe, maybe there's a larger sense of your body being present in your body that continues. So allow that. You can stay with whatever is possible to be present for. So I just want to ask the question, a question we might be asking ourselves during this retreat. Why is it that we don't live more in present experience? if it comes so highly recommended to live in the present, in the direct experience of life, in the body, and knowing what's happening moment to moment. So we begin to discover, even in a couple of days, that the content of experience of the mind, of the story, 
the reactions and attachments are very compelling. So this grounding in the body becomes even more important as we realize how challenging it is to stay present. It becomes more clear. Also, it's true that when we begin to touch into the body, the whole catastrophe begins to reveal itself. The whole nature of life is happening right here in this very body. And so when we begin to live in the present moment in the direct experience in the body, we, it requires of us that we include everything that we open up to everything, to the nature of life, which is um, expressed in this classic story I, I keep on my wall. I, I really should write it down so I don't have to bring it in from my wall every time I want to read it. But anyway, here it is. This is from Ajahn Chah. One day some people came to the master and asked, how can you be happy in a world of so much impermanence where you can't protect those you love from harm, from illness and death. How can you be happy in a world of so much change, so much impermanence? And so the master held up a glass. We just got these new glasses so we can do this authentically now. It's not plastic, it's a real glass. He held up his glass and he said, someone gave me this glass and I really like this glass. It's It's round, it's lovely, it reflects the light, it actually does ring when you touch it. And one of these days, the wind may knock it over, or my elbow may knock it off, and it may break. I know that this glass is already broken. And so I can enjoy it incredibly. And so I can enjoy it because I know its nature. It will not surprise me so much when things change. It doesn't mean that I won't grieve, that loss is not real. But there's something about knowing the nature of life, the nature of these bodies, the nature of all of, of all of life, that gives us the possibility of being able to meet it with a little more space, with a little more presence. So it requires of us that we include everything, including the realities of this body, the aging body and mind, which our culture treats as a failure, as a, a mistake, as symptoms to be treated, to be fixed, to be um, hidden. Mostly we learn in this culture to override even our basic tiredness. I've noticed the last few years that if I don't include my tiredness and my awareness, I, pretty soon I won't have very much to pay attention to. <laughs> if I don't include my achy body in my awareness, that's starting to be pretty much it. And what I notice is we still are trying to override the tiredness. It's like, oh, I spent the whole day being tired. I missed the first day of the retreat. It's, you know, no, no, this is the retreat. This is it. This is what we are come here to be with, to cradle, to embrace, to hold in awareness, to be uh, present for. In the retreat, we get to be with what has mostly been put aside. What What we've left out begins to be, we begin to have the possibility of even part time including what we usually leave out. 
So when we, as we navigate this territory, it's good to have a, con- a connection with some place that feels safe. So that was why I was giving you a little contact with your hands. And so I want to invite you again just to notice maybe the hands are a place that you could come home to, that you could cultivate as a refuge. Or it might be the feet for you. Some place in the body, maybe just the tip of one finger feels safe or feels like you could come back there. And if the body doesn't feel safe right now, maybe it's the earth. Come back to the earth. To knowing that you're held. So what's amazing, I'm still amazed after all these years, is that as we gradually begin to drop into the body and to discover its nature, we begin to drop out of the idea of the body into the direct sensing of the body and the ideas about life, and we drop into the actual experience of life, of the flow of life, we begin to directly sense and feel the sensations of life, the experience of life, as we sense life instead of thinking about it. And if we let go a little bit of our need to be comfortable all the time, which we pretty much have to do in order to go through two days of a retreat. We have to be, have something that's more important to us than comfort. If we let go of our need to be comfortable every minute and we become curious about what we're actually experiencing, we begin to discover that all of this activity is actually energy that life, that our bodies are a flow of energy, that thoughts are energy. They're arising out of the silence and dissolving back into the silence. Just like these words tonight. The words are arising out of the silence and dissolving back into the silence. Energy. a flow, waves of emotion. We've all had waves of emotion the past two days. Arising and dissolving, energy. Not as solid as it seems. When it's here, it sometimes feels like it will be permanently here. Sensations in the body are all energy. It's all changing. So we sometimes say, where is the Where's the thought you had yesterday? Where's the emotion you had this morning? It's not here in exactly the same way. And so we began to discover by our direct experiencing, by just staying with it, by just staying with this practice of awareness, we began to discover that our essential nature is this flow, is this river of aliveness, this river of life, and that we are not as solid as we seem, that we are made of energy, of this, we are this field of changing energy, this field of changing aliveness, and that the nature of this energy is to flow, to move, to change. In the language of the Buddha, this is anicca, change, impermanence. My teacher's teacher was the Burmese master, Ubakin, 
um, who lived in the early to mid part, the mid part of the last century. <laughs> it's just so amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, my teacher, who is now 85, um, uh, worked with him in Burma in the 50s and 60s. Um, and his teaching was focused right here at this point. And what he said was, if we can notice that an experience is pleasant, that it's unpleasant, that it's neutral, that it's the feeling of the experience, we can just notice that. And then if we can stay with the sensation, with the energy of the experience, instead of following the story, instead of going with, oh, this is really, really nice, this feels so wonderful, I want, to, I want it to last. And we grab it, we, we get involved with holding on. Instead of that, or instead of pushing away what is uncomfortable, we come back to the body and drop back into, how does this actually feel in my body? If I just sense into this and stay with that flowing changing energy that we were touching into just a few minutes ago, the way it keeps changing. If we can make that choice not to go with the story, and even if we go with the story that we notice that we could almost simultaneously track the changing sensations, there's a possibility that that connection with the body can keep us closer to living in the present moment can keep us closer to being here and now. Even if there's a little part of us that's sort of off on the story, there's a, also there's a kind of a thread that's keeping us here. And that In that, there is freedom. There is a taste of freedom. That we're not so far into the past or the future that we can't remember, oh, I'm actually right here. Even though I'm thinking of something in the past or the future, I'm also really right here. I know that I'm actually... It's a memory. It's a fantasy. But what's really happening is I'm living right here and now. By staying with the sensations, by breathing with, by, by feeling into them, even if we're in a, in an, in, un, sort of a, a kind of story or a, 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 a wave of emotion that is just irresistible. Do you know what I mean? It's irresistible to hear that story again. I know how it's going to end. I know the ending. But I just have to go through it again. Has this happened to you? Yeah, I just, we sometimes we just have to replay. But there is a possibility that if we keep that thread of connection with the body, in the body, that 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 story, that that cellular memory of the story that keeps replaying can start to unravel, can start to be released. That's the possibility that's here, that's offered. And so it's that simple of coming back to Okay, there's pressure. There's there's fire in my belly. There's you know, ice in my heart. Can I stay with that? Can I allow enough space that even the icy heart of the or the pain or the you know, the, the, that I can say, Okay, it's pain, but what does the pain actually feel like? Does it feel like a, is there a uh, like a feeling of a, a fire or a feeling of ice or a feeling of um, vibration or 
there's a feeling of um, such a solidity, like an anvil is on my chest, or you know, some imagery may come, but even with the imagery, we're still connected to the direct experience, and that is what allows us to stay with it as it begins to unfold and unravel and change. And as we allow that over and over again, something fundamental and something very deep can begin to release. When I first heard my teacher talking about this, I had no idea what she was talking about. It was just a mystery to me. It, it sounded really good to me, though. So I, I followed her around for years, trying to figure out, what was she talking about? I mean, it was like she was talking about freedom, and that was what I wanted. So even though I was just bewildered about how you would actually practice this, get back to the present moment, keep, keep, keep coming back to the body, I, I knew that there was something here that I wanted, and so I kept kind of, you know, brailing my way through and uh, following her around. And um, I thought it was something mystical that I couldn't access, that it was some mystery that I just couldn't, it was just not for me, but I wanted to be around it. <laughs> so I put up with quite a long uh, journey of, you know, being really disconnected and not very present in my body, I managed to uh, stick around long enough to start to have uh, a few moments of, of, of glimpsing what was possible. Um, and I was remembering, I was reminded of a story. Uh, recently I uncovered an, a box that had been packed away of, uh, and, and a gift that someone gave me, which I want to tell you about. Uh, but first, the story about how this came to be. story I used to tell a lot, some of you have heard. Um, when I was following my teacher Ruth around, um, the way she teaches, she's, um, she has this very kind of elegant German-European way of talking that's kind of charming and Evocative. And so she says, Feel the sensations, darling. Feel the vibration. Feel the, feel the heaviness. Feel the weight. Feel the earth element in your body. In your body, feel the earth. Feel the aliveness. You know, and I'm just kind of trying to feel anything. <laughs> and I'm also trying to feel, figure out, what is a sensation? <laughs> so one day, <laughs> uh, mm, oh dear. So one day she, um, she was saying the usual, feel the pulsation. I'm thinking, Pulsation. You know, I'm not getting this at all. Pulsation. What's a? What do you mean pulsation? I don't get. I don't get that at all. Um, but she continues. Feel the vibration. Feel the warmth. Feel the numbness. Numbness is also a sensation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, numbness. I can feel numbness. <laughs> Oh, when she named my experience, I suddenly realized I was included in the human race and I could meditate. And, and it was like something that I thought was a wall had suddenly become a doorway. What would seem so solid and impenetrable, like a blankness, like I could not feel anything. What was, as soon as it was named, it was like, Oh, you know, I could actually start to try to see if I could feel this numbness. And that was the beginning of the unraveling, of the unfolding of coming home to the awareness of 
living in the body. And it was not a a one-time thing. But what I began to discover is that it's not just one thing. When you say numbness, sometimes you want to just stop with that. Oh, this, this is numb. This is numb. I, I can't feel this. But if you give a little bit of space to that, and you begin to allow a little possibility of relaxing around it, relaxing around the whole body. You start to rest in the earth, on the earth, and you start to notice there's also space. I mean, there's a lot of space here. Have you noticed this space here? Not to mention the 400 acres. There's plenty of space for all of us, for whatever we're sitting with, for whatever we bring. It's all included. Whatever seems left out Come and tell me about that. I want to know what you think is left out. Because we all have some part of ourselves that we have left out. And we think, well, actually, this doesn't get included. Not in spiritual practice. This is not spiritual. Or something like that. Probably is going on for you, but I don't want to presume anything. Maybe it's just me. But I did leave out I do leave out parts of myself sometimes. So I'm just ask, I'm just inviting you. So what happened a few years ago, and I'm coming to the end here, in case you're wondering, getting close. Are you still there? <laughs> okay. Um, I actually meant to ask you what you were feeling earlier because I wanted to hear some feedback. So can anybody just notice if they have hands? Yeah, and so what sensations do you notice in your hands? Sensations. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. It helps me to stay in my body when you're... Um, letting me know that you're out there, that you're here, that you have hands or feet or whatever your place of refuge might be. So um, a few years ago, a woman came to a retreat, someone who um, comes to retreats pretty much every year. And um, she's a gardener, and most years she brings a little lavender wreath or something from her garden as a gift and I always look forward to that Um, and one year she came and uh, she told me the story of what she had experienced and in the course of the year since the last retreat she had experienced a stroke in which she had lost some capacity and uh it had been a very challenging, very scary, and um, a confused, fearful time in which she had really had to knit herself back together in a lot of different ways. So to make that story really short, um, what she brought me this year um, was... Uh, the story about how the practice of being present in her body after all the years of practicing that we had been engaged in together, after all those years of practice, her practice was what allowed her to go through this experience and allowed her to find that the places that had been traumatized, the ways in which she had lost her connection with her with herself, the places of numbness, had through the practice, this practice that we're talking about, that we're doing here, the practice of continually coming back, had allowed that numbness to, to become alive again, to come back to life in the ways that it could come back. 
and that it came through being able to hold her experience with such compassion, with so much compassion, because that practice, this practice of holding ourselves in compassionate awareness had become more and more of who she really is. Who she is has become more alive. That's where she lives more and more. And after this year, um, she had made a lot of changes in her life so that she could live there more and more. So here's the gift. I'll put it out front so you can all see it. It's actually, um, as I was looking at it today, I realized why I love it so much. I also framed this. (laughs) It's the word N-U-M-B. And it's actually not written. It's flowers. It's a flow. The reason I, I realized today, the reason I love this, is that it's a flow of aliveness. The letters are a flow of flowers, a flow of aliveness. And um, this, was, this was her gift to me, flowers. In a different form. Joanna Macy says, All of our sensations are signs of life. All of our sensations are signs of life. When I first heard that, I don't know why, for some reason that just touched me so much. And somehow that... um, that reminder that the signs of life, that our sensations... Tell us about who we really are. Tell us of our true nature. They tell us of our deep interconnectedness with all of life. That we're actually inseparable. We're inseparable from each other. What is the same about us is so much more important than what's different about us. We all are dependent on the air that we breathe. We all live on the earth, the same earth. And that we're all made of energy in all of its changing forms, just like the forest and the hills and the ocean. When I, when I heard Joanna talk about this uh, it began a a big healing in me, a kind of healing of a great loneliness that I had always lived with began to be healed. When I put together that, that kind of opening up of the practice that I had been doing for so many years, the practice of sensing in the body and sensing the elemental reality of who I am, connecting that with the fact that I'm not just, this is not all of who I am. I'm made of the same stuff as everything around me. That's just such a great refuge now for me to know. I'm made of the same stuff that you are, that, that the land of Spirit Rock, that this building, the elemental reality of who we are has become a kind of refuge a place to rest. It somehow gave me permission, this kind of information, this pointing, this pointing, this particular teaching was a pointing that gave me permission to begin to live more in the direct experience of the body. Less and less in my idea about life and more in direct sensing of the body, the direct sensing of the elemental reality, resting in that awareness, is a kind of homecoming which is available to us in any moment.
And so I invite you to come back to your hands. And if you'd like to close your eyes just for a moment. And just resting in this awareness of your elemental reality. And knowing that this awareness is always available, that the sensations in your body, in your hands, whatever place calls for you, is always available. And as we continue this retreat, that you can always come home in this way, in this very simple, elemental awareness. There's a passage in our gratitude hut from one of the other elders in our tradition, Ajahn Moon. In your investigation of the world, never allow the mind to desert the body. Examine its nature. See the elements that comprise it. See the impermanence, the suffering, the selflessness of the body while you're sitting, while you're standing, while you're walking or lying down. When its true nature is seen fully and lucidly by the heart, the wonders of the world will become clear. In this way, the purity of mind can shine forth, timeless and delivered. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.